Section 6 of the American Bee Journal, Volume 33, Number 2, January 11, 1894. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The American Bee Journal, Volume 33, Number 2, January 11, 1894, by Various. Mailing Queen Bees Long Distances Written for the American Bee Journal by W. A. Pyrrell Although a number of queen breeders of this country have been fairly successful in shipping queens to foreign lands through the mails, still a few of these breeders, as well as many others who have not been favored with a foreign order, have been pretty unlucky in sending queens across the continent of America at certain times of the year. One would think that if a man who has been successful in shipping bees, say to Australia, would also send them every time to any part of the Pacific coast without losing a single bee. Yet such is not the fact. I have known of breeders who have sent their queens almost everywhere, but who cannot send them to California without frequently losing some. There are many causes for this, some of which I shall try to tell about in this article. What I shall write about will be based altogether on observations and experiments last summer. In carrying on these experiments, I did it not only for my own benefit, but also for the benefit of the queen breeders of the country. It had become annoying to me to receive a queen dead that I was hoping would come to me alive. Sometimes I would have a colony to which I wanted to introduce an Italian queen and expected one from the east in a few days. I would, consequently, let this colony remain queenless, as I hoped to give them the queen which I expected in a day or two. But how provoking it would be when the queen, which was expected with so much anticipation, came to hand as dead as dead could be. This state of affairs not only happened once, but a number of times. It was for the purpose of learning a way to get queens to this state alive every time that I gave a good deal of attention to the subject. That I learned something of value, I am satisfied. That my experiments will be of value to those breeders who ship to these distant parts, I also hope. When I would get one of these queens dead, I would first look to see if the food in the cage had given out. In no case have I ever found that the food was anywhere near exhausted by the bees. More often, the food would be hardly consumed. Sometimes it was so hard that I would not be surprised, but it would have required a good-sized sledgehammer to break the so-called candy sent as food for the poor bees to exist on while in transit. Then I would look to the ventilation. This I have considered an important thing in shipping queens. Too often the shipper trusts to the ventilation provided by the manufacturer of the cages he uses. For short distances, these ventilation holes made by the manufacturer are quite sufficient, but for long distances and through a very hot country, they are far from being just right. It is well that the maker does not undertake to make them as open as a sawmill, for they would, in the language of Bill Nye, allow too much atmosphere to enter them. This would not do during the early or late months of the year, should the breeder have occasion to ship at those seasons.
I find that one of the reasons that much of the candy used in the cages becomes hard is because the wood of which the cage is made soaks up the moisture of the candy. In other words, the honey of which the candy is partly composed is absorbed by the wood. This state of affairs is easily remedied by coating the hole where the candy is to be stored with beeswax or paraffin. This should also be done as it prevents the candy from becoming poisoned by the wood, as is sometimes the case. Another thing I learned was unnecessary during the heated term of the year, that it is dangerous to send too many bees along with the queen. I have found that some breeders will send as many as 16 in a two-ounce cage during July, when nine or ten were plenty enough. One breeder had the former number in an ounce cage. It stood to reason that so many bees raised the temperature in the cage to a very high degree when the bees were crossing the deserts where it is naturally hot. No bees in the world could live through such a trying time as they must necessarily be subjected to in a small compartment where each individual bee helps to raise the temperature in a climate which, as I have said, is already too hot. There is nothing so successful for feeding bees for a journey across the United States as soft candy. The softer it is, the better. The only trouble is that we cannot use it as soft as we would like to. This is owing to the fact that when too soft, it is apt to run in the cage and not only daub the bees, but also the males, should any of it get outside the cage, as it is likely to do if the bees do not eat it as fast as it shifts about. Then, when it is soft, there may be trouble by the bees that may happen to die during the trip, getting stuck in the soft candy, so-called. Should several such dead bees get stuck at the entrance to the food compartment, there may be a likelihood that the remaining live bees may not be able to get to the food and consequently starve to death. From all these things, I think that while the Benton Queen shipping case is a very good one for shipping queens several hundred miles, it will have to be modified somewhat for sending such insects long distances without making it as large as the export cage, which I find to be a very good cage to send bees in to even this state. Though this last-named cage is about the best cage I have seen for getting queens alive to this part of the world, it is too large for shipping dollar queens in, as the breeder cannot well afford to pay the extra postage and cost of such cages just for shipping a queen, for which he only receives 100 cents. And yet, considering the fact that if the queen is shipped in one of the smaller cages and she should die before she reaches the purchaser, the shipper would have to replace her. It would be cheaper in the long run for the breeder to have used a larger cage in the first instance. But as my experiments have directed toward using as small a cage as possible and yet secure the same results as if a large cage were used, I shall confine my observations to such lines as, in truth, I think I have been doing. North Temescal, California End of Section 6